So today uh, we're going to start uh, in the book of John, John chapter 10, verse 9. And the title I gave the message today simply is Jehovah Ra, the Lord is my shepherd. And Jehovah is actually Yahweh, which means Lord and Master. It is the promised and proper name of God, Jehovah. Or Yahweh. Ra means to shepherd or feed, to supply with food and to be a good friend to keep company with. So <clears throat> let's read John ten nine. I don't have a lot of scripture today, but there's some things I need to I want to cover. I need to cover. And by the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit of God, you will see how it relates to your life, our lives. So, in verse 9, it says, I am the door. This is Jesus speaking. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Interestingly, I'm going to talk about the shepherd. And there are several things that a shepherd is responsible for. Not the sheep, the shepherd. The shepherd is responsible for the welfare of the flock. The shepherd is responsible to protect against predators. The shepherd is responsible for any health issues the sheep will have. And the shepherd is also responsible for um, not only taking care but sharing the sheep. And there's a reason for that also. So let's talk about the welfare of the flock. A shepherd's primary responsibility is the safety and welfare of the flock. According to the Mountain Plains Agricultural Service, it says a shepherd will graze the animals, herding, herding them to areas of good forage. Herding them in an areas of good forage of, or locate past, or the pasture. Shepherds often live in trailers or other mobile quarters because oftentimes they will move both the sheep and their living quarters to fresh grange. In most cases, the shepherd and his dogs will move the sheep out to fresh grazing each day and bring them back to bed down in the same area each night. The shepherd is close to the sheep and he keeps company with them. I thought that was pretty interesting reading that. The shepherd is mobile as the sheep is mobile. Wherever he sends the, the sheep to graze, wherever his new pasture, he moves in that area with the sheep. And also predators. To protect the sheep against, to protect the sheep under his care, a shepherd may use guard dogs or other guard animals. Sheep Predators include coyotes, wolves, mountain lions, bears, and even domestic dogs. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, domestic dogs are often more of a threat than any or many larger predators because they, they chase sheep to exhaustion and cause the use to abort their lambs. In addition to using guard dogs, many shepherders carry rifles <coughs> to shoot predators that attack the sheep. 
So they're, they're responsible for providing pasture for the welfare of the sheep. They're responsible for protecting against predators. Like other animals, sheep are susceptible to diseases. They must also be monitored during the lambing process. They may also be bothered by insects, some of which carry disease. Shepherds often care for minor injuries or basic medical treatment, especially since they work in isolated areas far from veterinarian services. So the shepherd has to be able to do this. A lot of things concerning health issues, a shepherd has to know how to do because he can't just run to the vet. Because he is usually in an isolated area where he has to take care of the sheep. All right? So in addition, shepherds may administer worming medication or vaccines and apply insecticides. During lambing season, the shepherd will make frequent checks on the ewes at all hours of the day and night. May assist in the ewing if birthing problems occur. Shepherds may also dock, or docking is cutting off the tails of young lambs. And the docking, I thought it was interesting that they cut the tails off of the young lambs. That improves the health and welfare of the sheep and lambs. And the reason why, it prevents, because what happens, it prevents fecal matter from accumulating on the tail. So you know where, and the hindquarters, so wherever, if stuff gets caught on the tail, like feces, mm -hmm. and on their legs, that's where the flies will come and lay their, and hatch, and lay their eggs, and next thing you know, larvae start borrowing and eating the flesh of the sheep. So that's why, that's really why they cut the tail off, so to prevent feces and stuff from mm -hmm. getting on, on that, which I thought was pretty cool, that the lambing process, I really never knew that. Unlike other animals that shed their hair in the spring, many breeds of sheep must be shorn, have their fleece cut off with shears or clippers. This task may be assigned to sheep, um, sheep's sheep shearers whose primary occupation is sharing. So you have people that that's all they do. They just go around and share sheep. But it's, or it may be the responsibility of the shepherd. So the shepherd has to know to share the sheep, how to take the, wool, the, the hair off or the wool off. Now the interesting thing is, they have to share the sheep so that they, they won't become overheated in the summer because they can become, they can die from heat stroke. So they must share the sheep. They have to be shorn. So a long fleece is also likely to become dirty and dried along the ground because the hair just grows. That's why we cut our hair because your hair can just become long and long and long and long and it becomes heavy on your, onto your neck. So they, the sheep's hair just grows, so they have to share it. Because if you don't, it drags, it's something called fly strikes. That's again, if it becomes dirty with, fe with, with feces or what. You have flies who lay eggs. And it also prevents it or decreases the mobility of the sheep because they have all this extra hair. When you look at the different things the shepherd is responsible for, when you go back and read in verse 9, it says, Jesus says, I am the door. But what's interesting, he says, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And will go in and out and find pasture. I thought that was really interesting, just the way that was said. And when I was doing the study on the shepherds, I'm like, oh my Lord, that's really, 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 really interesting. Really cool what the shepherd is responsible for. 
And I saw the analogy with the shepherd and the sheep. <clears throat> and with, with the Lord Jesus and uh, God himself and with us. Number one, <clears throat> you notice in verse 9, not only, as I said, they, they're saved, but they go in and out and find pasture. Now you, you read that, is that there's a freedom for the sheep to go in and out and find pasture. There's a freedom. He said, there's not only are they saved or safe, because when it says salvation, you are saved, that means you are safe. Alright? Not necessarily, when it says safe, safe from what? We are saved from sin. We are saved from the, from the power of sin. Alright? We are saved from it. And also, when it talks about going in and out to get pasture, it's talking about you're able to freely move about without the fear of attack, without the fear of predators, without the fear of health issues. Interestingly, before the sheep gets to a location for them to feed, and to forage for past, for, 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 uh, in the pasture, to forage for food. The shepherd has already gone before them, surveyed the area, removed any detrimental plants, set up a boundary, okay? He has already gone before to make sure that the sheep, the needs of the sheep are already been met. Is there a water source close by? If not, how do I provide a water source? Is this, is this area that I want them to, 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 to feed? Is this a safe area? Is the quality of the grass or the food, is it of high quality for my sheep? <clears throat> are there any poisonous plants in the area? He makes sure those, are come, those come out. Mm -hmm. Before the sheep get to where they have to go, the shepherd has already surveyed and determined that their needs are already met before they enter that pasture. Because the shepherd doesn't just walk in with the sheep and let them graze without evaluating. You don't just show up with them and then figure it out. He goes ahead of them and makes sure the way, makes sure everything is already set. Very important. Very important. So he has already done that. He's already evaluated the, <coughs> the logistics of protecting the sheep from predators. He has to survey the land to know, okay, if they're, okay, what type of predators are common in this area? And if so, how do I protect my sheep against them? He already has to take that into, con into consideration. So when the sheep, before the sheep get to this place to graze, for pasture, their needs, as I said, their needs have already been met. Their needs have already been addressed. So, you already know I'm going with this, right? Let me show you an example. <clears throat> In Deuteronomy 6, 10 and 11. If you go there, please. In Deuteronomy 6, 10 and 11, listen to this. This is the Lord speaking. And he's saying here, So it shall be, when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham. Your fathers. 
to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give you large, beautiful cities which you did not build. Houses full of all good things which you did not fill. Hewn out wells which you did not dig. Vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. When you have eaten and are full, then beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Alright, look up here. If you go back, how many years? Many years previously, God said to Abraham, This land, the land of the Canaanites, I will give to you and your descendants. He said, this land. He also told him, they'll be in Egypt for a time. But he'll bring them out. God is telling them, the land in which I have promised you, before you enter that land, there would be cities you didn't build. When you get there, there will already be cities. Beautiful cities. Houses already furnished. Filled with good things. You didn't build it. It will be there. Wells dug with water. You didn't dig it. Dig them. But when you get there, there will be wells with water. Vineyards and olive trees. You did not plant. But when you get there, you will have vineyards and you would have olive trees. Thank you, Jesus. Fruit. You didn't plant. But when you get there, it's built. The Amorites, the Canaanites, many years before, when God showed Abraham the land, He said, this is the land I will give you and your descendants. It was populated by the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, all these people. They were building, digging, planting. They were doing the preparation work. They thought they were doing it for themselves. But God was preparing the pasture. Mm -hmm. He promised so that when he took them out of Egypt and led them into that land, he led the sheep. Egypt was the children of Israel were like sheep. Even though they were slaves, they were sheep. He led them through for 40 years into the promised land. When they entered the promised land, everything was already there for them. Everything was already there. Like us. Now let's bring it to us now. Alright? We are the sheep of His pastor. Jesus said here in verse, in verse 9, He will go in and out and find pasture. We have to understand we are the children of God. And understand that also the Bible said the steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered by the Lord. The shepherd establishes the steps of the sheep. Wherever he goes, the sheep follows. So understand that what we, wherever we are, wherever we live, whatever we're doing, God has already gone before us and prepared the way. But the thing about it, you have to be willing to be led. You have to be willing to humble yourself. Because what you see in the natural and you assume 
It's not good enough. It's, you assume it's not going to meet your needs. God could be testing your faith to see if you trust Him. Because if He is the shepherd, and He said He is the good shepherd, He has already gone before us and prepared the way. He has already put in place the things we need. Now, we want things right away, but God is behind the scenes putting things in place. He is a good shepherd. So when we walk into the pasture, everything we need is already there. Jesus said here in Matthew 6, 8, He said, don't be like the world. Don't be like the Gentiles. For your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. Let's go and look. Let's go read the scripture for yourself. Go to Matthew 6, 8. So Jesus is talking about how to pray. He said, don't pray... Like the religious people with vain repetitions. Don't pray like the heathens. For they think that <clears throat> praying with many words will benefit them. He said, don't be like them. He said, verse 8, For your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. The sheep don't even have to ask the shepherd. Because He already knows. And He Prepare. So when they get there, everything is already set. They don't have to ask for anything. The, the Father already knows what we, what we need. He said, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. He said, these are things you don't have to be concerned about. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. The shepherd has already gone before us and prepared the pasture, prepared the field. That's his responsibility. So that when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, understand that the good shepherd, he already knows what the sheep has need of. He has already gone before us, prepared the pasture, prepared the environment, Already considered what it's going to take to protect the sheep. He has already taken into consideration the health issues of the sheep. He has already taken it into consideration the safety of the sheep. He has already taken into consideration everything that's needed for the sheep to prosper in the area which he has, the environment which he has established. Next week, I'm going to talk more about the sheep's responsibility. Because if you understand that the shepherd is doing his part, if you understand that, then as sheep, you don't have to worry about the environment. You don't have to worry because you already have confidence in what, in what the shepherd has already done. Okay. So when Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He said that knowing that what we are preoccupied with, we should not be preoccupied because the good shepherd has already knows what we have in need of. The things we are pursuing, as it says in Matthew 6, God already knows. He said the Father knows what we have need of before we ask. That's why Jesus said, 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So all the things that you ask for shall be added unto you. So as the sheep, our responsibility is to be led by the shepherd. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And they know me. My sheep hear my voice. Very important. My sheep hear my voice and they know me. What does that mean that my sheep hear my voice? Does it mean that they just go about their daily lives like normal? No. When Jesus said, I only do what the Father tells me. I in like manner do what he shows me and I say what he tells I say what he tells me to say. Jesus never did anything out of his own will. <clears throat> and neither should we. In this time and season, I believe, I know, we always hear about the Holy Spirit. He's not something out there. The Holy Spirit, if you are a child of God, if you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, the Holy Spirit abides in you. Where? Why? Because where the Holy Spirit is, is where the Father is, is where Jesus is. And where... Jesus is where the Father is, where the Holy Spirit is, is where the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God is within you. If you believe, if Jesus is your Lord and Master, the kingdom of God is within you. So you have to listen for instructions as to what the Holy Spirit requires of you. But it's the Holy Spirit, it's the Lord who goes before us and prepares the way. He goes before us. Why are we anxious about the things of this world? Why are we anxious about, anxious about how we're going to live? Where are we going to eat? When you are preoccupied with these things, you cannot bear fruit. You are distracted by the things you're trying to acquire. It's a, it's a scheme. It's a strategy of the enemy to distract you. To distract me. But as children of faith, if you understand that you have a good shepherd and Jesus, I know he doesn't lie, his word said, he said, I am the good shepherd and he cares for the sheep, then we have to be relaxed and know when we go into pasture, we have nothing to be concerned about. Any plants of detriment are removed. So whatever we eat is fine. We don't have to worry about the predators. We don't have to worry about health issues. What is, it, what is the word of God says? He is Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Those are not just words. That's God's character. That is our inheritance as children of the kingdom of God. Glory to God. That's part of our inheritance. Healing is part of our inheritance. That's the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. And healing, pros prospering. These are things inherent to children of the kingdom. But how do we tap into that? Jesus said, who do you say I am? He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my Father in heaven revealed that to you. And upon this rock I will build my church. What? The revelation of who I am. The son of God, the good shepherd. Upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give you keys to the kingdom. But if you don't know where the kingdom is, 
If you don't know how to access the kingdom, how can you use keys? Keys that give you access to something. But what does it give you access to your inheritance? The keys give you access to your inheritance. The kingdom of God is our inheritance. Glory to God. I don't know, you're just sitting there. I'm just the kingdom of God is your inheritance. Where is it? In you. The kingdom of God is not tangible. It's spirit. We are spirit beings. And we have the king in us, but wherever the king is, that's where the, the kingdom is. Wherever the king is, is where the kingdom is. The kingdom of God is within you. You tap into the things, oh my God. In First Peter, Jesus, the word, the word of God says, He has made us partakers of His divine nature. We have been made partakers of his divine nature. Do you understand what that's saying? We are tapped in to the king. Because Jesus says, those who believe in me, what shall, what will happen there? I will receive them. I in them, they in me, that we may be made perfect in one. We are tapped in to divinity. We are tapped in to the eternity, the source, the creator of eternity. We are tapped into him. So when you have, you understand that in you, that's where the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God is not out, is a tangible out there. The kingdom of God is within you. And when you get to understand who your shepherd is, you tap in to the divine nature because you are in him. But your soul is fighting against the spirit because your, your mind has to be changed. So when your mind is in a line with what the spirit is saying, you're able to access the kingdom. You, get, you have the keys, but now you know how to access the kingdom. I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. So when you walk and when you speak, the reality of the kingdom is made manifest in the natural. Did you just hear, hear what I said? When you walk, when you speak, the kingdom of God is manifested in the natural. The things in the kingdom is manifested. So when you speak and say, it manifests. That's what God said. God says, God spoke the, words into ex the world into existence. He spoke and it happened. The same thing with us. But you don't just speak any old way. You seek the mind of the Spirit. So you see, God already, you see, you have to take, sometimes you have to humble yourself. The shepherd goes before the sheep, prepares the area before they go into pasture. So when the sheep walk in, everything's already set. So that's what God does for us. If we trust Him, if we humble ourselves, so God is faithful. Same with the children of Israel. As I mentioned before, before you all were here, when Abraham spoke to God and said, This land where the Canaanites live, this land is a promise. I will give this land to you and your descendants. When the children of Israel left Egypt, God said, I'm bringing you into a land. 
houses, beautiful houses you didn't build, wells you didn't dig, vineyards, olive trees you didn't plant. Why? God used the Canaanites, the Amorites to prepare the land. So when the children of Israel went in, when the sheep went in, everything they needed was already there. So we have to relax. Don't worry about your life. What are you going to eat? What do you want to drink? This takes a mental shift to think the way God thinks so that we can really walk the path that the shepherd, remember, he's the good shepherd. He's the one leading. We have to have faith to know that the way he is leading us is correct. And all of us who say we believe God, Jesus is who he is, that God loves us and God doesn't make mistakes, we have to understand that the way he's leading us is right. But listen for the spirit because there are other spirits that will try to distract you from walking the path that God set before you. And I believe every day we wake up, God has already a path set for us, a way we need to walk. But there is always there the enemy trying to distract us from the path we ought to walk for the day. Okay? So understand the shepherd. The shepherd already knows what we have need of. The shepherd has already gone before us and prepared the way. So we have nothing to fear. So we have to walk by faith. And not by sight. And as Romans 1 to say, we need, our minds need to be renewed. Our minds need to be renewed. renewed. Okay? Amen? Amen. Amen.